0: Hello,
1: I'm Mercedes.
0: And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 260 of Chat Disney. Welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast, and we are continuing in with our deep dive of Mercedes' recent Disneyland Paris trip and we are talking all about what she did on the third day of her trip. So before we get into that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So kicking us off today, we have some news from Walt Disney World, and Walt Disney World have just announced the latest perk that they are adding to bookings from 2025. And any guests that are checking into a Walt Disney World resort hotel, will be treated to complimentary access to either Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. Now, this is not going to be applicable to most people, especially from the UK, because most people from the UK are going to have this included in their park tickets when they go over anyway. This just means that people that are staying at the any of the Disney hotels that aren't necessarily going into the parks will be able to visit one of two water parks. Now, the park is only actually available on the day that they arrived. And you have to remember as well with the two water parks there are a lot of times throughout the years where they do undergo maintenance so maybe one is closed while the other one is still open so yeah disney is selling this as a perk um, i think it's at not a great cost to them which is why they're doing it as far as perks go i think disney needs to do a little bit better personally We also have some rather controversial news coming out of disneyland paris last week now we know that a lot of things in the parks are being made more exclusive and are being sold at an additional price i'm talking about things like lightning names and genie plus you know disney did away with the far free fast pass just after covid and we now have to pay to get that excess um access to certain attractions The latest thing that Disneyland Paris have announced that they're doing is that they're giving guests the opportunity to be able to reserve premier viewing spots for both Disney Dreams, the Nighttime Spectacular, and Disney Stars on Parade, which is their their main daytime parade, um, by paying €19 per person for one of these preferred viewing spots. Now, Mercedes and I discussed this a little bit last week. But we decided we're going to dedicate a whole segment of mad chatter to this next week because there's a lot to uncover and unpack here and discuss but all i will say for now is that disney are becoming a very very elitist very very exclusive um, establishment when it comes to to these disney trips tokyo disneyland actually do a similar thing already and it's not a big hit and not a lot of people have bought into it So I don't know how this is gonna go down with Disneyland Paris, but as I say, if you do wanna hear our thoughts in depth on this, tune in next week, where we will be discussing this in a special segment of Mad Chatter. And finally today, we have some news from Hong Kong Disneyland, and this is some more positive news for this week. And the Mickey and Friends Street Celebration Parade is actually undergoing a few changes for its performances on March the 8th, 9th and 10th, which is International Women's Day. It's on on March the 8th this year. And what they are doing is they are actually making it an all-female ensemble. So there will be 15 female Disney friends. We don't know who they are yet. And an all-female dance crew in the celebration i think this is really really great news i love that they're doing this i really wish that more of the disney parks would cotton on and do a similar sort of thing um so yeah this is really really great well done hong kong disneyland for doing something momentous to mark the occasion and that pretty much concludes everything that's been happening in the world of disney this week we're now going to move on to the main part of the episode continuing talking all about mercedes trip to disneyland paris Mm so we are flying through this trip mercedes we're on day three already or the second full day if you want to call it so remind us where we left off last time
1: so we just had day two which was the first full day of the disneyland parish trip And I'd missed rope drop because my son was asleep, which was something I hadn't expected to happen. And I also went back to the hotel in the middle of the day for a swim, which is another thing that I didn't think would happen. So, so far, my Disneyland Paris trip has been a lot tamer, perhaps, than previous ones. But I'm feeling really good about that. It's a nice leisurely pace. There's kind of no rushing. The only negative thing that happened was... I think this was, yeah, we were talking about how I saw Winnie the Pooh and then I missed the Pixar musical. So that was like a slight hiccup. But other than that, everything's been pretty straightforward so far.
0: So how did day three start? Did your son wake up for Rope Drop?
1: He did not. But we already had a backup plan. So... My plan was to rope drop the studios. I had thought I was going to do the studios like in the afternoon because the wait time seemed better in the afternoon. But I just wanted to get it done. I hadn't been to Avengers Campus before. Um, and I would briefly been in there the evening before. And I just thought, you know what, screw it. Let's just let's just rope drop it. So My son was still asleep, but my mum very, very kindly agreed to stay behind with him so that my husband and I could go to the studios. And then we met her a little bit later. So that was really, really nice. So I was ready. I was in uh, what did I wear this day? Oh, I was in a Daisy Duck inspired outfit. So I had purple leggings, Daisy Duck socks, some purple and pink mini ears and a Daisy Duck T-shirt. and. We went to the studios, my husband and I, and the first thing that we did was we rope-dropped Crush's Coaster and we actually rope-dropped it as single riders. It said it was a five-minute wait, but it wasn't. It was more like a 15-minute wait. But Crush's Coaster, even at rope-drop at that time, had a 35-minute wait, so I was pretty happy with 15 minutes as a single rider.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to Disneyland Paris for your first time as a family, or you're not planning to go again, then I think Crush's Crush's Coaster, because it's a real giggly ride, is probably one of those rides that you do want to do together. However, we're fortunate enough to have been to Disneyland Paris a handful of times. We know we will go back. I would definitely single ride at that ride as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it was quite funny. My husband was sat with like three, like 20-year-old girls, and I was with this German family of three, and I was next to the dad, because, you know, dad's always the one that's on the spare seat, and all the way around he was like woo, woo. it was really funny he sounded a bit like oaken from frozen
0: you did a very good impression just there
1: thank you so then after that we met my sister and her boyfriend they were meant to rape drop as well but they they what did they did they go on? no they didn't go on crush's coast i think they'd already been on it the day before but we met them after and they managed to get some good photos of us on as we went past which was quite funny as well on a video as well and then we went on tower of terror so the four of us went on tower of terror which was hilarious because my sister's boyfriend is really scared of it i said to him like why are you going on this again why are you putting yourself through this um and that right to me
0: when i said i was scared to go on it (laughs) (laughs)
1: I don't know I always force you to do stuff but he'd been on it already this trip and hated it so it's a bit different if you've been on something already and hated it I wouldn't make you go on it again wouldn't you maybe I would I don't know I feel like yeah I don't know actually why I force you to do it I feel like I know you can take it fair enough
0: and I did love it so there we go
1: there you go it definitely felt more extreme this time it's the version with the little girl the, okay like, yeah curl. it felt really like as soon as you get on it it drops yeah i i can't remember i don't know how it does that because it hasn't gone anywhere but no. it drops as soon as you you're like it doesn't go up it literally as soon as you like you're strapped in it drops yeah. that's weird the doors must be upstairs like the doors must be the top of the ride yeah i don't know
0: I oh, no I that it's one of those rides I would love to have like the science behind how it works.
1: Yeah, and I think Even without its shell. Yeah, same. And I think the version in Disneyland Paris is, is now the same as Guardians in California Adventure in that it's different every time like the movement is like randomized.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: But yeah, it definitely seemed more extreme than I remember, but that might be because the last version of Tower of Terror that I did was the Hollywood Studios' Florida version yeah. of that version super different. Like you go down the corridor of the hotel, yeah. it's a bit more like a dark ride and then you drop. It's very different. I don't know. But anyway, so did that. And then my mum came and met us outside the entrance to the Pixar show. Um, my sister and her boyfriend went off. I think they did Ratatouille because obviously they'd already seen the Pixar show the day before when we spectacularly, failed um and my mum my sister uh, my mum my husband and i and my baby went watch the pixar musical so this is together a pixar musical and it's a brand new show at walt disney studios
0: okay and i am dying to know because you know me i avoid spoilers on these things i'm dying to know your verdict i'm dying to know what the show was like you can put spoilers here um what did your son think of his first show
1: he fell asleep which was great Um, So it's a live orchestra, which a cast member was really sweet. And when we were in the queue, he actually said to me, it's a live orchestra, but you can leave at any point if it's too much for the little one. And I said, oh, really? Like louder than the fireworks? Because he'd been asleep during the fireworks. He didn't have ear defenders or anything like that because Disney fireworks aren't like horrible, are they? You don't really hear them. You just hear the music. And I was like, really, is it louder than like the parade or the fireworks? And he was like, well, yeah, because it's live music. We can't like control the volume. So he actually scared me a bit, but it was absolutely fine. And my baby fell asleep. So it kind of been that disturbing. But yeah, this show, if you go to Disneyland Paris this year and you do nothing else, please promise me that you will go and watch together a Pixar musical. It's probably one of the best shows I've seen at a Disney park for a really, really long time. It was really unlike anything I've ever seen at a Disney park before as well. And it had characters in it that I have never seen. Rex, for example, the skeletons from Coco, Russell, Carl and Kevin, all your favourites. and um, the, the Monsters, Inc., the, the people that come, the child protection... Yeah. the yellow outfits, they were all on stage. It honestly was a fantastic celebration of the best Pixar. It was like a better version of Finding Nemo the musical in Animal Kingdom, and it used obviously the live orchestra, characters, scream technology, scents, uh, wind. You know, loads of different things, bubbles. Um, my favorite moment was when Lotso came on stage and the whole auditorium filled with the smell of strawberries, like those little details. And you just know because it's Disneyland Paris that if you go and see that show in five years' time, the strawberry smell will be gone. The bubble machine won't be working. I know that's really cynical of me, but because this is a brand new show, you know, everything was correct, everything was right, it was exceptional and definitely the best show I've seen at Disneyland Paris ever – It's up there as one of the best shows I've ever seen at a Disney park. It was absolutely breathtaking. And I am so, so glad that I got to experience it.
0: Amazing. I'm so glad. Is there a story behind it that, like, links all the Pixar worlds together?
1: Yes. So it's a really beautiful story of a little girl who wants to be an orchestra conductor and the pages of her music book blow out through the window So her toys come to life. So these aren't Andy's toys. It's like she's got a Woody, she's got a Rex, you know, that kind of thing. I can't remember what the little girl's called, actually, but they talk about her a lot in the show. And the toys want to go and gather the papers for her. And one is in the fish tank. So they go into the fish tank and the Finding Nemo characters come out. One's in the closet. So obviously that's where you've got Monster Inc. One has blown out the window, and that's up. The really tenuous one was one had gone down a drain, and then that was the Dia de los mortos from Coco, which I didn't quite get.
0: I thought you were going to say that was Ratatouille. Was
1: no, uh, Ratatouille wasn't in it. It was only it was a really random selection of Pixar films, and I feel like I'm forgetting one. So, Toy Story was the main one. And there was Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Coco, and I feel up. I feel like one other. What other Pixar? Shout me Pixar films. I'll tell you if it was in it or not. Inside Out. No. Incredibles. No.
0: Um. Good dinosaur. <laughs> um. Bug no, maybe.
1: Slides. No, maybe that was it. I feel like there was one more. <laughs> Turning Red. No, I thought I thought that... Apologies there if you heard my dog barking. He's trying to help me remember what film it was. I thought Turning Red was going to be in it because there were four town posters in her bedroom, but that was just like a... Oh, that's like a little Easter egg. egg. Yeah, there were a few Easter eggs of the other Pixar movies, so maybe that's why. But I'm sure there was another one. I don't know. I can't remember, but... Yeah, I feel like it's one of those shows that you might not necessarily go see. Um, And my mum actually befriended some people in the hot tub at the Disneyland Hotel. And she said to them, like, if you do one thing this trip, you need to go and see that show. And they were really like, oh, I didn't even know about it. Like, I think it's one of these things that's quite slept on. But it was honestly, it was absolutely out of this world. um, And a real testament to like when Disney get it right.
0: Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Okay, that's really good news. So you've done that. What happens next? You stay in studios?
1: Yeah. So my mum then went on Tower of Terror with my sister because we did baby swap, which. So this is an example of which technically my mum had my baby when I was on Tower of Terror. So she couldn't ride it. Yeah this is where Baby Swap starts to get a little bit tenuous. So, um, yeah, when, when I got off, I asked for Baby Swap so that my mum could go on it because it's her favourite ride. So she went on it with my sister. Um, And, yeah, that was good. The only thing is with Tower of Terror, they had to go through the Premier Access queue. So you do still get to do like the library, but then obviously you've still got to queue the other side. So it's not quite as quick as some of the other baby swaps. So something to bear in mind. Um, And then after that, we all walk to Ratatouille together. I feel like my sister and her boyfriend might have gone off at this point because I think they might have done it earlier in the day. But anyway, so my husband doesn't actually like Ratatouille because he gets quite sick on it. Actually, no, I think my sister, maybe my sister and her boyfriend did the Toy Story rides actually I think they might have done the Toy Story rides when we were watching the show because I'm pretty sure I did two of them, actually. Um, yeah, my husband doesn't like it because he gets really sick and my son was asleep. And to be honest with you, I was a bit like, he can't wear the glasses anyway and he'll probably feel sick if he's looking at screens that he can't really. So he actually didn't go on that. So my husband pushed him around while he was asleep, went on it with my mum, my sister and her boyfriend. And then after that, we went back to our hotel uh, because we needed to get ready for lunch.
0: Ooh, very exciting. Okay, I think this is the lunch that I'm the most excited to hear about.
1: Yes, so we had lunch ready at the uh, Royal Banquet. And so I needed to get ready because I had different outfits planned. So I still did Daisy Duck, but I had a bit more of like a formal outfit for that Um, because, yeah. I, I just felt the outfit that I wanted to wear for lunch wasn't like theme park appropriate. I was wearing like cigarette trousers, heels, like this big fancy bow in my hair and whatever. And my son was dressed as a little Donald, which if anyone follows me on Instagram, they'll have already seen this Donald outfit. And it was definitely my favorite of his outfits. It was
0: so, so cute. I love that little Donald outfit.
1: Yeah, the little tail especially was very, very cute. So... Yeah, we had our lunch at Royal Banquet and this was the old invention. So I had eaten here before. It's the same thing. It's a buffet restaurant. They don't do the Sunday brunch anymore. But, you know, it's still, it's in the hotel, which is lovely. So you've still got a really, really nice experience, which is great. And you're guaranteed, at the moment they just guarantee Mickey and Minnie and then they say it's friends and they can't tell you who it is. But I know just from looking at social media and whatever, that at the moment, and this could change, so don't hold me to this, if you go at lunch, it's Mickey, Minnie, Daisy and Donald in their sort of Royal Banquet attire. If you go at dinner, it's Mickey, Minnie, Pluto and Goofy in their Royal Banquet attire. So you do get different people depending on what time of day you go. And the restaurant has been re-themed and reimagined, So each dining room is themed for a different Royal aspect so i didn't actually know there were different dining rooms because when we ate inventions we were in the main buffet room so we didn't need to go anywhere else but there's lots of other dining rooms off of that room and so i was seated in the royal horse room so there were portraits of spen and philippe and angus and khan and all the different horses which i really liked And it sounds a bit rubbish, doesn't it? Royal horses. But I I really liked that room. And then in the main room where the buffet is, which is the same room as it was when it was Inventions, this is like the royal chef room. So you've got like Tiana's daddy making gumbo. You've got like the oven from Beauty and the Beast. You've got Kronk making his little puff, puff pastry thingies. Um, you've got like the kid from Ryan and the Last Dragon with like a big pot of soup. So you've got all different kind of chefs in there. And then there's also a villain room. And I noticed Magnifico's portrait on the wall. So very nicely timed by the Disneyland Hotel. And then there's also a royal family room. And I think that one was probably my favourite. And that's the one that literally overlooks Main Street. You've got that gorgeous Main Street view of the castle when you're in that room. And in there, you've got portraits of Aurora with um, her mother and father as a baby. You've got, uh, who else have you got in there? You've got like Frozen, like Honor and Elsa as kids with their parents. Um, that room, actually, I'm struggling to remember some of the portraits now, but you get the idea. So each room is themed for a different royal aspect.
0: Okay, love that. And how about the food? Was it similar to what it was before when it was inventions or have they changed anything?
1: It's very, very similar. The Inventions Buffet was already very, very good. The price has gone up. It's now 100 euros per person, regardless of whether or not it's lunch or dinner, which is very, very expensive. Um, But it's gone a little bit bougier. So you can expect to see things now like um, chefs carving Very rare meat in front of you. There's a fish bar, which is probably the most famous. It's got mussels, prawns, crabs, legs, oysters, scallops. It's very luxurious, very premium. Escargot. So it's a really good opportunity if you've never tried escargot, for example, to try one and not feel like you're ordering it and wasting it because it's a buffet, so it kind of doesn't really matter if you don't like something. Um, The desserts are absolutely incredible as well. I took pictures of the desserts. You've got, like, there's a Princess Jasmine-themed dessert. There's, like, a Royal Rose. There's a Colors of the Wind, the Pocahontas dessert. These beautiful, like, little patisserie kind of desserts that you expect to see in Paris. Um... They're really, really fantastic. So I do feel the standard of the buffet is much better. However, and I feel really bad sharing this because I don't have definitive proof, but I had never had an oyster before. So I thought, well, it's Disney, like Disney hygiene is gonna be really good. And if I don't like it, I'll just get rid of it. Like it's a buffet, I can pick up whatever I want. So I did try an oyster and about two, three days after I had really awful food poisoning, really, really bad vomiting, diarrhea, the whole shebang, couldn't get out of bed. I don't know for sure that it was from this oyster, but oysters are notorious for making people ill. Also, I'd completely forgotten that people say you should only eat oysters when you're on the coast because then you know they're fresh. I'm in central Paris, like pretty much central Paris. I'm in the center of France. I'm nowhere near the sea. I'm nowhere near the coast. And that's like a thing that's known with oysters. You only eat them on the coast because then you know they're fresh. And just to add to this, I've heard other people saying they got ill at Royal Banquet as well.
0: Yeah, there have been quite a few reports from people on like various Disneyland Paris ha- Facebook help groups and stuff saying people got ill. Um so just something to weigh up and not let it put you off, but obviously if you are going maybe be aware of what you eat, you know. Would don't, you have you have say- oysters. <laughs> don't have the oysters, there you go, you can't go wrong. Would oysters you say- are-
1: Sorry I was just gonna say oysters are notorious for making people sick I remember when Secret Cinema James Bond opened they had to close down for a few days and get rid of the oyster bar because everyone was getting sick and my mum and my husband didn't have the oysters and they were fine so just don't have the oysters.
0: Would you say obviously that's not a great end to your experience but at least that didn't happen while you were still in Paris yes you say obviously you know if you're going as a family a 400 euros a head is not the cheapest of meals to have let's say would you say it is worth the money for the experience in terms of the rest of the food aside from the oysters and the kind of um character dining aspect
1: so here's the thing we were one of the only people dining there that didn't have a meal plan. So a lot of people that stay at the Disneyland Hotel will buy the meal plan and the meal plan entitles you to unlimited character dining. And that can be at Lumiere's, it can be at uh, Royal Banquet, be at Sindri- uh, the Auberge de Cendrillon, Plaza Gardens, any character dining. So if you're, having, if you're at the Disneyland Hotel and you're on a dining package, you're paying so much money that I do not want to see you at Chef Remy's I do not want to see you at Captain Jack's you want to maximize it so if you've got that Disneyland hotel dining plan yes you should eat at Royal Banquet you should eat at Lumiere I'll be in a Lumiere every day if I'd paid that kind of money just as because uh, let's be honest at the moment you can only eat at Royal Banquet if you're staying at the Disneyland hotel when I went or when I was booking my meals you could go there for lunch if you were staying at a different Disney hotel. And they've honoured those existing bookings, but you can't do that anymore. So it's only people that can stay at Disneyland Hotel that can do it. So meal plan, 100%. If you're not on the meal plan, you can see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy in their outfits just by standing like outside the restaurant. You see them go past that every 20 minutes. You can't have a photo with them. You can't get their autograph, but you see them. So if it's just to see their costumes, definitely not. If it's based on the food, definitely not. I think I'm really glad I did it as a one-off. I don't think I would do it again. I think it's worth it to skip the Mickey queue because you're guaranteed Mickey and Minnie. Like, we didn't have to queue for Mickey, which was amazing because that queue can be so, so long. So... It's worth it to meet Mickey and Minnie if you've got young children or children that just don't really want to queue. I probably won't do it again, to be honest with you. And I feel like whilst the decor's better and the food's better, it's lost the charm of inventions because I loved the rotation of the characters where you didn't know who you were going to get. So for the Sunday brunch that we did, the Champagne Sunday brunch, it was a little bit more expensive than normal, but it still wasn't 100 euros per person. I think it was like 80 euros per person. And every Sunday was a different theme. So it might be a pirate theme, and you might get Peter Pan, Captain Jack, and Mickey with an eye patch. You might get a Chinese New Year theme, and you might have Mooshu, and say it was Year of the Rabbit, you might get Judy Hops. Like it was so random and special and unique and fun. And you'd get to see characters in all kinds of characters. Typically when we did it, it was royal. So I've only ever seen Mickey and Minnie in like royal outfits at that restaurant. It's just like sods law at this point. I'm such a jinx. But uh, if you've got the meal plan, do it. If you're desperate to see Mickey and really don't want to queue, do it. But otherwise, I, I don't think it's a must do.
0: Yeah, I'm really gutted that they got rid of that rotation thing that they used to do with the brunch because like, Even not being in Disneyland Paris, like seeing it on social media every week, like, oh, what's the theme today? Like, I used to absolutely love that. So I think that's a crying shame. Because that's like a real USP for for inventions. I've
1: never heard of that anywhere. No, I
0: was going to say it's something that I don't believe any of the other uh, restaurants do. So it's such a shame
1: no, like and that's global. That's not just Disneyland Paris. Yeah. that's like unheard of. Like any other, and they are Americanizing Disneyland Paris. There's a lot of things that are really similar to Walt Disney World in Paris now, with regards to dining and things like that, and um, even bringing in dining plans. You know, but. Yeah, everywhere else it's like, oh, let's go to the Enchanted Forest dinner at the wilderness where we're going to see Dopey, Grumpy, Snow White, Evil Queen. It's like it's the same every single time. And maybe that's because it's just like, hey, easy life. People know what they're getting. But even if, like, it's the Royal Banquet, right, it would be amazing if, like, you know, they alternated, like, oh, today we've got Princess Tiana, Naveen and Louis, and then like the next day you go it's like i don't know belle beast and gaston or cinderella prince charming susie and perla like i like that would be really cool um or even if it was just like mickey minnie and a princess but they couldn't guarantee who the princess was there's enough princesses in that hotel but yeah. Um, I think that and I also found it really weird I wanted to do the lunch anyway because my son goes to bed quite early and he's just generally quite miserable in the evening so I knew he'd be really happy and smiley at lunch but because we were dressed as Donald and Daisy I was like we have to do the lunch because that's when Donald and Daisy are there I was quite surprised by that because I think Donald and Daisy are much more impressive characters to meet than Pluto and Goofy and the lunch was the one that everyone was able to go to the dinner was the exclusive one so I was surprised that it was that way round.
0: yeah I, yeah I would agree with that
1: and I don't know why it's like that yeah and also I'm not being funny like maybe I'm just really entitled but I'm paying 100 euros per person I want to see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto and Goofy thank you very much
0: yeah that i I mean, I think that's the thing. If they're gonna do it, go the whole hog and have all of them. But
1: it yeah. might be for people that are on the dining plan so that it's different for them. like you might do lunch one day, dinner the next, and you've got a different experience. Maybe that's why,
0: possibly. Knows,
1: but yeah it was, it was a really amazing lunch. We were there for like three hours, honestly, like we milked it and we saw like all of the characters multiple times and all the staff were coming up to my son and saying, has he seen Donald yet? And like Donald and Daisy made such a fuss of him. Honestly, like some of the most amazing memories ever. And it's really difficult when we do this podcast because I put my like review, review, excuse me, my review hat on all the time. And I'm just like, spitting facts to help people navigate whether or not this experience is worth it for them but if i take myself away from it for a second was it worth it for me a hundred percent i had the best memories from that lunch
0: oh that's good well i think for that it's worth its weight in gold
1: yeah like you can't you can't put a price on that right like yeah and there's me saying i wouldn't do it again I'm thinking, well, maybe next time we'll do Lumiere. Maybe next time we'll do Plaza Gardens. I think for my family, we'll always do a character dime. We love it. We get so much from it. And the fact that my son saw as many characters as he did on this trip. So the first day... My sister actually bought him his first autograph book and he got it signed by all of the characters that he'd seen. And we stuck little Polaroid pictures of him with the character on the opposite page. I actually have to show this to you, Tash. I can't wait to show it to you. It's something I'd always known I was going to do when I finally took my child to Disney. I've been planning it for like 10 years. And um, yeah, like I looked through that autograph book and on this trip, he saw Belle Ariel, Cinderella, Snow White, Aurora, Jasmine, Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, and Winnie the Pooh. And the only one I had to queue for was Winnie the Pooh.
0: Yeah, that is pretty incredible.
1: It's absurd. It's like, and big hitters, right? All the princesses. Mickey, meaning I've never seen Daisy's signature before. It's beautiful. i When she was writing, I thought I've never actually seen Daisy's signature before. I don't think I've ever met Daisy. Well, I have met her. That's not true. I met her in Florida last year. I don't but think I I have. Her. Yeah, I, I think when I met her in Florida last year, I think that was the first time. Two years ago now, I think that was the first time. To be fair,
0: yeah. No, I don't think I have. I'm going to have to add that to my my bucket list. But things to do. Okay, so lunch. So after lunch, where do you go next?
1: have a guess Tash if you had to you know you know me you're my best friend where do you think I went back in the park no
0: oh oh you probably did one of those royal encounters (laughs) in the hotel
1: (laughs) of course uh it was Cinderella again I think Mm -hmm. I can't remember I think this was the time they really hated me because I'm pretty sure I put my head in was like, oh, it's Cinderella again. I'm all right. And they were a bit like, oh, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I've seen her like four times at this point.
0: I mean, they probably then, know you by face now, don't they? So
1: Exactly. They they saw me come in. Like, honestly, I was there like three times a day. I'm not even joking. Then, Tash, very unlike me, I went for a swim. Oh, and- Well, I was back at the hotel and again, like he'd been out all day. My son, the lunch was like, I think it was like one o'clock and my mum brought him into the park around 10ish. So he'd been out for a long time in the cold and we had such a fun swim the day before. He really loved it. The pool was nice and heated. It was just a really nice memory. So we kind of wanted to recreate that. My (laughs) mum, guess where my mum went? For coffee? Yeah. Mum went to Fleur de Lee for a coffee (laughs) people watching and we went swimming and then we must have literally just crossed paths with her when we were coming out the pool she then had decided she wanted to go for a swim um so then yeah we went back into the park I can't remember what we did while mum was swimming I think we just kind of oh no I know what we did this is like crazy so we were just kind of walking around because my husband um my husband fallen asleep my son had fallen asleep and then We were in Tomorrowland and my husband was like, what is that like Nautilus thing? And this is like quite sad actually, but quite poignant. So I've been to Disneyland Paris many, many times. We know this. And lots of those times, like from the age of whenever I went six till about, I don't know, 16 or 17, however old, we were when we went, my dad had been on those trips with us. So my first Disneyland Paris trip, he wasn't there, but when I went in 96, he was there, 97 and all of the subsequent trips. And then, yeah, the last one was the trip that you came with us, Tash, 2008, something like that. And my dad, you might even remember this because he probably did it when you were there. He always was like, oh, I wouldn't mind looking at that Nautilus. So my dad... (laughs) My dad was older, quite a lot older than my mum. And he grew up with like Jules Verne stuff and like 200,000 leagues under the sea, whatever. I don't even know what it is. I should probably go and watch that film now in his honor. And he always wanted to go on the Nautilus. And you know what it, the dynamic of my family was like a proper matriarch. And we were like, Sharp, dad, we're not going on it. Like, whatever, going on small world. And Chris was like, What is that? And I feel like I'm going to cry. I am going to cry. Oh, my God, I've never cried on the podcast before. Tash, do something. Don't let it happen. Talk.
0: Keep going. You're fine. You're fine.
1: I just, we know where this is going. No?
0: Well, no, I'm guessing that you went on the Nautilus.
1: I did, yes. I I did it. I'm going to cry, Tash. So I feel like I need you to help me. I am, yeah, in my dad's honour, I am crying now. Help
0: this is fine this is fine it's like it's, it's
1: like nostalgic tears yeah kind yeah. of yeah so anyway so I felt like um in my dad's honor my, I haven't actually told our listeners my dad passed away last year he probably gathered that by now um yeah so we did we went on it and um, I'm sorry dad if you're listening to this from some cloud in heaven but I was right all those years it was absolute shit and we should never have gone on it (laughs) Um, but I felt like I needed to do it for him so I did.
0: Amazing I love that I think that that is really like it's a very special trip anyway because it is your first trip with your son and also it is your first trip since your dad passed away and I think that Disney was a big thing for family and for him as well. Um, and I think that that's a really, really nice way to honor your dad, yeah. And also, something like it's not as if you plan, you went with the plan to go and do that, it's a very spontaneous, off the cuff thing. I love it, yeah.
1: It was, yeah, it was, it was very organic and it was yeah Chris what's that oh it's some stupid Nautilus I've never been on it dad always and as I was saying the words dad always wanted to go on it mm-hmm. I was like we have to go on it yeah oh, so we did
0: I'm sending you big hugs via the means of zoom at the moment.
1: Yeah, we're doing this on zoom today I feel like well I'm glad you're not physically here otherwise I definitely would be crying um <laughs> yeah so there we go. if my husband's listening to this podcast, I am capable of holding back tears it's just really bloody hard um so there we go. so yeah we did that it's funny when Teddy's older he'll be like, oh my mum and dad always made me go on the Nautilus it was like this <laughs> that we did Um yeah it's like our tradition now but yeah Nautilus you don't need to go on it if your dad's telling you to go on the Nautilus you can skip past it. it's not very interesting so we did that and then my sister now this is where it gets quite interesting my sister and her boyfriend had been in the main park all afternoon because they did not come and do royal banquet with us and they saw the previews of the new million splashes of color parade so it debuted in the park a day earlier they watched it like twice or three times and they were like so excited for it tomorrow it's amazing you're gonna love it it's got moana it's got asha it's got stitch which i wanted to talk about because you may or may not have seen on social media that Stitch is no longer meeting and greeting in the main Disneyland park. And My sister called it. As soon as she saw Stitch on the parade, she went, that Stitch meet and greet's going to be gone because you can't have Stitch in Main Street while he's there. And she was spot on, although I do have an update that Stitch is now meeting at the Old Mill down by Casey Jr. So don't worry. Obviously, Stitch is a very popular character. He's just got a new meet and greet location, but he was temporarily gone Um, so anyway, the reason I want to talk about this is like, obviously there's a lot of very popular characters in this. I feel like they've done a bit of market research. Moana is a hugely, hugely popular Disney princess. And I think that's why they've included her in this. And she's obviously not in the main parade, but we discussed last week how your friend Jess saw her in the main parade, which is very unusual because she's not normally in it. And I assume that is the same thing. It must've been because, of popular demand and and obviously now they've transferred her to the splashes of colour but I just thought that was quite interesting.
0: Yeah yeah definitely yeah I mean I think it's about time that they added something new to that park in terms of parade so I know that you haven't seen it yet so I'm guessing we'll talk about this hopefully next week Um, but yeah that's really cool that they got to see previews though.
1: Really amazing. And it was the normal parade. It was then basically uh, videoing all the promo content. So when you see the parade on the official account, that was all recorded the day before. Because obviously they needed the material the day it went live. um, And they needed crowds, right, to clap and be in the video. So it was done the day before. But whenever she asked the cast members, is it going to be on again? They went, oh, no, 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 that was it. Which is why I didn't rush to get back. And then she kept seeing it. So she was like, liars. But they did; they obviously didn't want too many people to know because then obviously all the influencers would come so they could be the first. And she just very organically saw it. So yeah, hopefully we'll talk about it next week. I mean, we'll definitely talk about it next week. I'll leave you with that. Um, So that was that. And then she did a little sneaky, sneaky hyperspace mountain. Can I do a baby swap? So my husband and I got there and it was really sweet of her and her boyfriend. They were like, let us take... Teddy so that you can go and do hyperspace mountain we got you a baby swap which was really sweet however this was where I feel like the cast members were like "Mm, not sure about this so my husband and I went to the exit obviously we look like a mum and a dad and they were like has one of you already ridden this and we were like no and they were like right and I was like my sister rode it and she's now got my baby which is true but my sister did ride it at like 12 p.m and it was like 5 p.m um and which I guess is fine it's valid for a day we're actually not breaking the rules it just it feels so good it feels like we are yeah um but yeah but they were a bit like okay um and then yeah anyway we we rode it um and didn't have to queue which was really sweet of them and then My mum came at some point and took, no, I took my son back to my mum because she'd been in the pool all afternoon because I wanted to see the drones. This was my third and final night trying to see the drones. And guess what? Mesdames and messieurs, due to unfortunate weather and circumstances, there would be a, oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't see the drones, Tash.
0: I mean, I, at this point you're just cursed and I don't uh, think you can see them. Well,
1: you think I'm cursed now? Wait till next week's episode. We'll talk to you about the parade. I
0: cannot wait for that. Okay, so no drones. I'm guessing you didn't stick around anyway.
1: Oh, no, I rushed off back to the village like I did the day before. But I didn't want that, like, Walking Dead hideous crowd thing again so I was like we're getting fast food because I don't want that again and I didn't want to like wait for a restaurant wherever so do you know what I did Tash I did the unthinkable when you're at Disneyland Paris I did I went for McDonald's do you know what it was delicious
0: (laughs) I mean this is the thing you know can't go wrong with McDonald's especially after you know a day of walking around a theme park and you're hungry and you're tired
1: And I said what I said, I think McDonald's is considerably better than most of the quick service food in the park.
0: I definitely agree when it comes to Paris. I mean, the food in Paris, Disneyland Paris, is not particularly great anyway. So I think a McDonald's is not going to disappoint you. It's not going to be anything worse than what you're going to eat in Disneyland Paris.
1: Yeah. And also, I'm one of these really weird people that loves going to foreign supermarkets and looking at like foreign McDonald's menus. I find it fascinating. And actually, like, okay, so boring, boring, snore, snore. Just humor me for a second, listeners. My day job is in um, market research. It's tech, but it's market research. And when I'm trying to explain, like if I'm doing like a webinar or whatever and I'm talking about kind of like market fit in terms of regions, I'll often use McDonald's as an example and how like if you go to Japan McDonald's, you can get corn on the cob instead of fries. If you go to Spain McDonald's, they do a Cola Cow McFlurry how you can get wasabi sauce in some of the Asian McDonald's. I often talk about this because McDonald's are so good at adjusting and pitching their menus for different countries. And I like I'm such a loser, but I love going to McDonald's, especially when they've got like the digital screen so you can literally go through every single item on the menu um so yeah so both my husband and I ordered ordered burgers that you can't get in the UK um because we didn't want to be like quarter pan and fries you know like typical British and we were really really lucky because again we'd missed the drones so it meant that we were in the McDonald's the Walt Disney Studios crowd had been and gone and we'd beaten the Disneyland Park crowd even after we'd finished eating our food The show, the fireworks were still going on, so we were able to avoid all of the crowds, which was fantastic.
0: Amazing. So then you went back to your hotel.
1: Yeah, baby was asleep in the cot. Amazing. Thank you, Mum. Mum wasn't hungry because of the massive lunch that we had. Um, she just said she was craving crisps. So I got her a packet of salt and vinegar, no, not salt and vinegar, ready salted crisps because she said she was craving them. Um, and then yeah, went to sleep for the final time in that really comfortable bed and that beautiful hotel room
0: amazing so next week brings us to the end of your your trip as as you just said there um I can't wait I feel like there's lots to discuss with with next week I'm, I'm intrigued as I as I have said before to our listeners we haven't discussed much of this trip trip in person purely for the purpose of Keeping it spoiler-free for this podcast. So I'm very excited to hear about
1: yeah. it. Yeah. And there's lots of really interesting stuff next week as well. So do stay tuned. Obviously, I've hinted that we're going to talk about a million splashes of colour. I also ate at a restaurant I've never eaten at before as well. So really excited to talk about that. And you can see kind of our final attractions on the last day, what we prioritized, and who who was at that royal encounter on the final day. Plus, remember, I've spoken about this before, but just as a little reminder, my final day was the day that they opened the Disneyland Hotel up to the public as well. So I will be talking a little bit about that next week as well.
0: Excellent. So make sure you do join us next week at the same time and the same place. Before we go, if you do want to get in touch with us, ask Mercedes anything about her trip, you can find us on all the social medias. We're on our Instagram at Chat Disney
1: x at chat disney uk
0: and we are also you know we're available on spotify of course we are we're a podcast but you can leave us a review you can leave us feedback you can ask us questions via the magic of spotify just scroll down there's a little box that asks if you're enjoying us what you want to hear from chat disney leave us a little message there and we will respond
1: we will indeed and we've had a couple of messages on there already so thank you for those who have responded and left ideas. We even created a brand new segment based on a listener idea, a lovely listener called Laura. So thank you very much. If you've got any ideas, let us know. And that is all for today. Bye for now. See you next week.
0: Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.